Hello, spooky friends. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if you're new. My name is Hazel Ray, and on this podcast, we talk about all things weird and or spooky. Last time we talked about Friday the 13th. This time we're talking about something even creepier, and that is haunted dolls. I've never had a haunted doll that I know of, but I've seen many that have just given me the creeps. Has anybody else noticed that their eyes just seem to follow you everywhere? Many people who own haunted dolls talk about finding that their dolls had moved around, made lots of strange noises, and caused all sorts of mischief. On the flip side, there are people who don't believe in haunted dolls or the paranormal at all, so it just makes me wonder, can a doll be haunted? Well, today we're going to find out. We're talking about three pretty famous dolls, Annabelle, Robert the Doll, and Letta Me Out. Are you ready? Let's get weird. So the first haunted doll that we're going to be talking about today is Annabelle. When you think of the Annabelle doll, what comes to mind? It's probably that creepy doll from the Conjuring and Annabelle movies. That doll is mega creepy. Extremely, extremely creepy. But actually, if you look up photos of the original Annabelle doll, it's one of those Raggedy Ann dolls. The ones with the red hair and the little apron. And I think it had like um, the triangle nose. Like it was a pretty cute doll. And I actually had one of those as a kid. Don't recall it ever being haunted, but that was what the original Annabelle looked like. So back in the 70s, the original Annabelle doll was purchased by an unsuspecting mother from a secondhand store, like a Goodwill. This mother gave it to her daughter, Donna, who was a nursing student living with her friend Angie at the time. Donna loved the gift that her mom got her, but she quickly found out that it was no ordinary doll, as they all do. The paranormal activity was very small to begin with. Donna and her friend Angie noticed that the doll would make slight movements, something they chalked it up to being one of them accidentally bumping the doll. You know, like they'd put her on the chair and she would end up like sliding onto the floor. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe the doll moved on purpose. They chalked it up to it being an accident. So the movements started to increase. The doll would be on the couch after Donna had put her on the bed, or the doll would move to being outside of Angie's door right after being placed back in Donna's room. Very weird things like that. That's the part in the horror movies where we, the viewers, are like, nope, but the characters are usually oblivious and continue to ignore it, like these girls did, even when their friend knew something was up. Donna and Angie's close friend Lou was nervous of the doll. He thought it was evil and possessed and told the girls that, but they were convinced that it really wasn't anything too major, that they were to blame for the doll moving, like... They just forgot where they put her, that type of stuff. Boy, were they about to find out. Soon after the movements increased, Donna and Angie began to find notes around their apartment. What was weird though is that the notes were written on parchment paper, something that really wasn't used at this time. Parchment paper, it's typically like, it's like animal skin that's prepped for writing or printing. Um, totally different from modern paper that we use now, that they used in the 70s. It's definitely not notebook paper, but these notes had really cryptic messages on them, and they said things like, help Lou and help us. That's not good. So what led to the girls freaking out and seeking help was when they found blood on the Raggedy Ann doll's hands. 
Donna claims that when she came home from work one night, she found the doll on her bed in its usual spot. But this time it had some sort of red liquid all over its hands and it looked like blood and it seemed like it was coming directly from the doll, like the doll was bleeding. So that's when the girls decided to call a medium. The medium claimed that the land that the apartment was built on used to be a field where a young girl named Annabelle was found dead. She said that this girl's spirit still haunted the area and she liked the doll so much that she bonded with it and now haunts the doll. Donna and Angie believed the story and felt sorry for the girl's spirit. They decided to let the doll and the girl's spirit stay because the thought of leaving the little girl's spirit all alone was just heartbreaking. And I think I would agree, it is heartbreaking. And I probably would have done the same thing, to be honest. So all is good again because the girls believe that the haunting is just a mischievous little girl who liked to mess with them. Cool. However, <laughs> things took a turn when the spirit attacked. So one night, Angie and Lou were hanging out at the apartment while Donna was out. I don't know if she was at work or just out, but she was not there. Um, they heard a noise in Donna's room, and both of them froze in fear because, again, Donna was out, and it couldn't be her making that noise. At first, they thought that maybe it could have been an intruder, but upon inspection, they realized that it came from Annabelle. Lou went to go check it out. Um, so he went into Donna's room, and he noticed that, one, no one else was in the room, and two, the doll was sitting in a chair instead of on the bed like usual. Now, I'm imagining, I don't know if it's in The Conjuring or if it's in the actual Annabelle movie, but you know that there's that scene where the doll is sitting on the chair and her head turns towards the person? I imagine it was kind of like that, but maybe the head didn't move. But maybe that's where they got the scene from. I don't know. Anyways, so when Lou moved toward the doll, he got a really, really bad feeling. Like something told him he should not be there. And then suddenly he felt an awful pain on his chest. When he, and when he looked, he noticed these red raised scratch marks that raked across his chest. And it looked like someone had scratched the hell out of him. Oh, I cannot imagine. <laughs> but because nobody else was in the room, he knew it had to have been Annabelle. And what's weirder is that the scratches healed up within like two days. And... You know, if you scratch yourself too hard or like really aggressively like that, those things end up there for like a week and maybe even longer. So it's weird that they healed up within two days. So far, Lou was the only one to be attacked. And maybe it's because Annabelle didn't like him, but he was the one that she showed her true self to. Donna and Angie had only really had the movements, the notes, they had some bad dreams and visions of Annabelle, but she never really attacked them and since she is now attacking people donna and angie just needed to call in experts ed and lorraine warren came to the girl's apartment with a priest during this time they discovered that the annabelle doll was not possessed with the spirit of a little girl but with a demon that was attached to the doll this demon's sole purpose was to take possession of donna's soul the warrens claim that a demon does not possess items they attached to them and then tried to possess people. So Donna was in some pretty deep shit because this demon wanted her. The priest did exercise the apartment and the Annabelle doll was sent back with the Warrens. The Warrens claimed to have had issues with the doll on the way back to their home. They claimed that the doll caused the car to have issues with the power steering and the brakes and that the engine kept stalling. 
Luckily, they had decided to take back roads. They felt that if they had gone on the highway with the doll, it would have caused some sort of accident. Um, Ed did claim that he had to sprinkle holy water on the doll to stop all the shenanigans. So that's how they got her back to the house. The Warrens finally got the doll home where she caused more chaos. Now, this is where I'm a little iffy on the details of what happened and where I could see why the Warrens might not be... Um, very credible to some people because they claimed that they had left the Annabelle doll on Ed's desk thinking that she'd be cool there and they said she like levitated herself off the desk multiple times and I don't know like it's just hard for me to believe that one now I know that some dolls move I've never seen it but people have claimed that some dolls move um I, I don't know. It's just hard to, I guess, think that a doll could levitate off of the desk. I, you know, I don't know. But anyways, that's where I'm a little bit iffy. After the levitating incidents, though, Annabelle kind of calmed down and just proceeded to move around the house like she had at Donna and Angie's apartment. But it was a little bit more sporadic. Like, she just popped up out of nowhere in different places. And I guess the Warrens just had enough of that. And they called a priest. They called the priest back and asked him to kind of take care of it. The priest just didn't take them seriously though and he said that Annabelle couldn't hurt him or them because she's just a doll. The priest was later in an accident when he left the Warren home. His brakes failed and the car was totaled. He survived though so coincidence or you know did he just piss off the doll? Who knows? So the Annabelle doll is still around today and she resides in a locked glass case that the Warrens built to keep her from getting free. I don't know what it is about the glass case or whatever, but she couldn't get free. Um, you know, there's always that, there's that famous picture and scene where she's in a glass case that has the do not touch sign on, and a cross on the case of it. Well, that's what she chills in today. Some people say that they see the Annabelle doll moving around in the case, just waiting to get free. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I would love to see it. The Warrens have Annabelle's case at their occult museum in Connecticut, and unfortunately that museum is now permanently closed since Ed and Lorraine's passing. Their son-in-law is working on getting zoning permits though to open it back up again. and. Once he does, I definitely plan to take a trip up there because I would love to check that out. So there's the creepy story of the haunted Raggedy Ann doll known as Annabelle. The movies make it way worse for sure, although the story itself is pretty horrific. I can't imagine having a doll that wrote crazy notes and had hands full of blood and scratched my friends. Oh, and that wanted my soul. No. No, no, no. Our next story is about Robert the doll. I love this doll. So I first heard of Robert the doll while watching YouTube. <laughs> Many of my teens and early 20s were spent watching ghost related things on YouTube but I really loved this one channel called Omar Gosh TV and he still does some stuff today. He does a lot of exploring and he goes out and he finds some pretty cool things and he's just a really cool guy so even though we're just pretty much watching him walk through abandoned buildings I don't know he it's pretty cool. But that was something I've always loved and he did one of his videos on Robert the doll and it just always fascinated me. So the story begins in the early 1900s with a little boy named Robert Eugene Otto. 
also known as Jean. The Otto family were very wealthy and lived in a large mansion that is known today as the Artist House. The family had a servant who practiced voodoo, and one day they did catch her and they fired her. So before she left, though, she gave Jean a handmade doll that was said to have been cursed by the maid due to the family's mistreatment of her. The doll was pretty large and was dressed in a sailor suit, and he carried a small dog. The doll is said to have marks all over him, which looks like like scars, and his face has beady black eyes and kind of like a smirk. Um, I definitely recommend looking up photos of him. I kind of think he's a little cute, like, um, but he's also kind of creepy in that like really old doll sort of way, so... But he's kind of cute. Gene named his new doll Robert after himself, and things were pretty normal in the beginning. Gene and his new doll were the best of friends, and Gene wouldn't go anywhere without Robert. He would even whisper to Robert like kids do, you know, telling secrets and just talking about. But what was really unusual is that Robert answered him back in a very deep voice and that's kind of when things sort of took a turn maybe it wasn't long before things began to escalate one night as the 10 year old Jean slept in his bed he woke up to find robert sitting at the foot of the bed staring at him moments later Jean's mother woke to Jean screaming and when she ran into his room she found that Jean's room was absolutely destroyed Jean was in his bed terrified and Robert was at the foot of the bed. When Jean's mom asked what happened, all he could say was, Robert did it. Jean's parents were very confused because how could a toy just cause that much damage? But things only got weirder as time went on. Jean's parents would often hear their son upstairs talking to the doll and they actually heard the doll responding back in like a totally different voice. Um, they claimed that they had seen the doll speak and saw its expressions change. There were many sightings of Robert running upstairs and giggling or just staring out of the upstairs window. Robert the doll was very mischievous and caused a lot of problems, but he still remained with Jean throughout his lifetime. Like, I guess they just ignored the weirdness and was like, you know, whatever. <laughs> or maybe they just didn't know what to do with the haunted doll or didn't believe it was haunted. I don't know. But... Either way, Jean kept the doll throughout his life. When Jean's parents died, he was an adult, and he had a wife named Anne, and they decided to move back into his childhood home. So when they moved back in, he decided to give Robert a room of his own that had a window for Robert to look out of. But Anne felt pretty uneasy about the doll, and she convinced Jean to put him up in the attic, which did not make Robert happy. They could hear footsteps in the attic, mischievous giggles, um, sounds of someone pacing back and forth. They even had their guests there and they could hear it. So he was just not happy being stuffed in the attic. So neighborhood children would also report seeing Robert staring out of the upstairs bedroom windows and he would mock them as they walked by. Which picturing it, I kind of find hilarious. <laughs> just this doll mocking kids as they walk by on their way to school. It's just, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but I think it's kind of hilarious. Gene Otto died in 1974 and his house was bought by another family. When the new owners moved into the house, their daughter was ecstatic to find Robert in the attic. However, she soon learned that Robert was not a delightful little doll. She claimed that Robert was alive and that he wanted to hurt her. 
Her parents didn't really believe her, but after a terror-filled night where she claimed that Robert was moving around the room, Robert the doll was given away. Robert currently lives in a glass case in the East Marcello Fort in Key West, Florida. Visitors from all over the world come to visit him. Although he's in a glass case, it is reported that he inflicts fear and discomfort on the museum staff. Staff members report that they have seen Robert's facial expressions change, they've heard demonic giggling, and they've even seen Robert put his hand up to the glass. That's pretty terrifying. I'm also curious about what the glass case is supposed to do. Can, you know, I'm wondering why it couldn't break that glass. If it's moving around and doing weird things, why couldn't it just break it? I don't know, somebody please explain. So there's the story of Robert the doll. What did you think? Do you think the servant cursed the doll? I think it's pretty creepy and cool that his parents could hear somebody talking back to him. Um, creepy and cool. I'll leave it at that. But Robert sounds really neat, and I'd really love to go see him at that museum. Anyone want a road trip to Key West? So our last story is about a creepy little doll named Let Me Out that is supposedly one of the most haunted dolls in the world. In the 1970s, a man by the name of Cary Walton explored an abandoned house with his brother in the town of Wagga Wagga, I hope that's right, in New South Wales, Australia. The house had been abandoned for a really long time, but it always fascinated Cary, so he and his brother just kind of walked on in there and explored it. While exploring the house, Cary saw something under the decaying floorboards. At first glance, he thought it could be the body of a child. However, upon inspection, he found that it was actually a strange old marionette doll with exaggerated features, including a wicked grin. Carrie decided to take the doll home with him. He thought it was cool, and he was like, you know what, buddy, you're coming with me. So he did. That could be very dangerous. <laughs> you know, you never know what you're going to bring home. The doll was named Letta Me Out. It's unclear of how the doll got its name because in different sources the stories vary. Um, in an interview with Amy's Crypt, it said that the doll got its name because it was moving around in the sack that Carrie brought it home in, and the brothers joked that it appeared to want out. In an article by Melissa Mason of Pedestrian TV, it was said that the name came about because of the doll's supposedly European gypsy heritage, and the doll's pleas to let me out. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no matter how the doll got its name, its history is actually really cool. Um, Carrie took it to experts and they've determined that the doll is over 200 years old. They actually found that out because they studied the nails in the doll's feet. So that was pretty cool. They suspected that the doll was handcrafted somewhere in Eastern Europe, possibly Romania, because of um, the features that the doll has. They also found that the doll's hair is human hair and it covers a scalp that has a realistic brain inside of the head, which is really weird. That's, I don't know if they usually make dolls like that, but that is really weird, so. Carrie decided to take his doll to psychics after the experts, um, just to see what they could tell him about the doll. The psychics told Carrie that the doll is inhabited by the spirit of a little boy that drowned a really long time ago. It was speculated that the doll was made in the boy's likeness. Strangely enough, in an interview with the Warwick Daily News, Carrie claimed that when talking with the psychics, 
quote, a clock fell off the wall when she was doing the interview and when she was telling us about the kid that drowned, he moved in her lap, end quote. There have been a lot of reports that the doll does move around and Carrie claimed that the doll moves on its own at home. He leaves child-sized scuff marks on the floor and then others have claimed that they've seen it move also. So yeah, had you ever heard of Letta Me Out before? Because I hadn't and I think it's a really cool story about how it was found and its origins and if it's true that this doll moves around on its own that makes it even cooler but I like that Carrie doesn't claim that it does anything too crazy kind of like in the Annabelle doll story where it just had blood coming out and you know was doing some crazy stuff and I don't know maybe that could have been true but I don't know so, how are we feeling about haunted dolls? I think I could live with a doll like Letta Me Out, but the other two may be a little too mischievous for me. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to give it a like and comment your thoughts. I'd also appreciate it if you would like or follow my Facebook page where I will be posting all kinds of content, including a poll on which doll you think is creepier. Do you think it's Annabelle, Robert the doll, or Letta Me Out? I'll be posting their pictures, so go check it out and comment which one you think is the creepiest. As always, links to the stories and my Facebook page will be in the description. Thanks for listening, spooky friends. Talk to you in the next one. Bye!